0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Harley and Josh and Daniel Lee Harvey show. This is a very special episode as we are both (laughs) off today. We are. Uh, Well, say today, it's, well, this Monday. We are coming to you from the past. Oh, my goodness. Well, aren't we always? Probably. Yeah, physics. Oh. But anyway, Daniel E. Harvey has been a huge, huge voice on the music scene in Ipswich for a very long time. And we thought, seeing as uh, you know, we had a little bit of time to do a pre-record, we should come around and just check up on the man himself <laughs> and see what he's got going on with his genius mind. Yeah. Say hello to the people, Mr. Harvey. Hello. Hello, everyone. This week, we're going to be talking about... Uh, um, Pledge Music has gone bankrupt, mm-hmm. so we're also mm-hmm. going to be talking about music and mental health, as well as all the wonderful work that Daniel Lee Harvey does with his music. Um, so first off, what uh, got you into music in the first place, Mr. Harvey?
1: Whew. That's a really, 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 <laughs> really tough question. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's like we start off with the tough ones, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Um this very house where we're recording this very podcast in—it's um, my grandparents' house. My granddad's probably my biggest influence on a musical level. There's a picture of him um, on the wall playing guitar. Yeah, he's oh, yes. literally on the back wall there playing the guitar, and yeah, he's a big hero of mine. He got me into blues music and mm-hmm. jazz, and started listening to like um, the greats, Muddy Waters and stuff yeah, like that, Howlin' nice. Wolf Definitely. and stuff like that, and I. I growing yeah. up around that stuff yeah. you know and my parents both of them anyway they were 80s love children you know nice. I yeah. literally soul to soul yeah parliament Funkadelic, prince yeah.
2: Like, and is this as, like, as far back as you can remember sort of thing? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's nice. like
1: always my parents would have something going on in the background. We had parties. I just remember being in a house full of music all of the time. Mm, yeah, And that helped massively.
2: Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. Is your brother's uh, into his music as well? Do you think that was a similar thing with him?
1: Yeah. Um, slightly um different transitions but yeah he's coming around he's he's a late bloomer bless him yeah yeah, he's he's wicked he's like he's doing well well for himself and obviously he's djing and doing his thing as well yeah yeah. you know so yeah we both are from the same egg yeah (laughs) exactly exactly, man (laughs) it's
0: just having that um you know around i mean i I know exactly what you mean it was the same with with my mum. was just like showing me motown you know mm. yeah. growing up in Black Sabbath and Mostly in the s- same sort of afternoon she'd Yeah, be like i really like you know Diana Ross and also check out Ozzy Osbourne
2: yeah <laughs> like, yeah they oh, were yeah <laughs> i i i would come from exactly the same background again with the Sabbath my my dad was a big Sabbath fan yeah. is a big Sabbath fan um <laughs> and yeah that like that that have like i say having music around you at yeah, all times is, is is certainly a, a good way to to keep keep a uh, mind musical yes exactly I'm a musical
0: mind. so what first gave you the turntableism bug
1: oh um this is the thing it was like i was always drawn to the radio i love radio mm-hmm. love listening to radio love listening to people record radio <laughs> and yeah you too yeah Yeah, but seriously it's like I grew up um, listening to a lot of Giles Peterson. Oh, definitely. And oh, that's yeah. the thing. Giles Peterson was a big um, influence on me. Was he Radio loved 1 his, to begin with? Yeah, he was Radio 1 and then went on to BBC Radio 6. Yeah. And he always played such a eclectic mix mm. and reminded yeah. me of the greats like John Peel as well on the radio yeah, and stuff definitely. like that played music and Sabbath not necessarily ball. care like how random it was so it's mm. like yeah. I really do not care it's gonna shock a lot of people but I'm gonna play it yeah. anyway and that's what I like yeah, about totally, radio when totally. you have that power
0: definitely that. I like that about Giles Peterson's what drew me to him is that he'll be playing Forte at one point <laughs> yeah. and then suddenly he'll go into some obscure Brazilian <laughs> yeah. music yeah. That I'd never heard yeah, of but yeah. they really do flow together somehow exactly. because I think uh, it was one thing I uh, I talk about in terms of getting a band together sometimes Uh, i used to love frazier i still love Mm. frazier but Mm. his whole thing about like how he'd set up his house with different like sculptures and things like this would be like it's just when you have lots of amazing pieces of art they don't have to be from the same era from the same country they just go together exactly yeah and it's the same thing with musicians the same thing with music it's just like Mm. if it's just good music a lot of the time it just gels i think
1: yeah totally totally and that's the thing it just comes natural and i love so much music mm. i don't mm. really have a particular avenue where i actually feel comfortable in it, it as like, if i really wanted to i probably could do a black metal night yeah do yeah. <laughs> <That'd> <laughs> be the thing. <laughs> yeah i think i should i haven't done that yet but yeah, yeah. it's like um always was open to it and yeah. um i was one of these people Like my uncle was a really massive psychedelic kid in the 60s nice. yeah um listened to a lot of like um, Osric Tentacles and yeah. nice. um, Gong and oh, stuff like oh that. So yeah and really interesting mix of music and then he brought me into um, Herbie Hancock Amazing. like Chameleon and Watermelon Man. Yeah. Like, I love that that's,
0: stuff. That's, yeah. I, that, I think that was my gateway drug to Herbie Hancock without knowing that I'd listened to Herbie Hancock before because there's yeah. a great thing about a good mm. jazz head. You've heard it a bunch of times before mm. like the original Watermelon Man. Yeah. Oh, um, You know I didn't know I knew that yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, that's it's the thing, the really and of course, yeah, this this what happens when there's great music. There's so many signatures within that song that just has an imprint on the back of your brain, and mm. you never forget. You never forget. I'll be in a supermarket and I'll just hear something, and I'll be like, I'll yeah, be like it's LA, yeah. Hold on, I'll be like, What? What? That's, <laughs> that's a Blackbird's riff, or something like that, or it's yeah. James Brown break, or yeah. something. Uh, and that's yeah. how your brain thinks when you listen to so much, you just collect an archive in the back of your brain Mm. it's just natural and i think it's the same with all of us you know Mm. it's like there's songs where you literally just archive it and you can break it down
0: yeah
2: that's
0: it just like uh yeah same with samples and things like this like um, it was um i just remember the cantaloupe island thing Mm. i didn't know i knew that by (laughs) hobie hancock as well because of us three yeah and Mm. uh oh crack i can't think of the top of my head now (laughs) uh, how it goes all i can think of is that yeah 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 like, yeah <laughs> funky, funky. <That's> a, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah you always remember those sort of little things like that with have there been things like that 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 you have to drop in a dj set now since like you'll you'll hear a track and it'll remind you of stuff that your parents used to listen to or you've just heard when you were a kid and you did you had no idea that you actually were listening to some music but it got in your brain yeah um that you just suddenly came back to and you're like you heard it again you're like I've just got to go with my DJ set now
1: well one of the like the biggest bands that had such a major impact on me was Parliament Funkadelic Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um it was a Suffolk library, and it's a hilarious story. It's like, <laughs> literally, you know that part of the library where the light is flashing and it says no entry and stuff like that? It's that yeah. part of the library they have is that to where corner George off, Benson lives? you know? It's like <laughs> George Clinton, sorry, yeah. not George Benson. No George one. Benson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's an interesting mix. Yeah. But yeah, George Clinton, right? Um, he, he was a really interesting character, and I, mm. I was obviously watching a lot of Mighty Booge and stuff like mm. that. And obviously that's all interconnected. Definitely and that's what influenced. I love. It's like definitely yeah. influenced by the P-Funk. Yeah. Um, I love that. And there was something about it that really interested me, like the escapism of it. Mm. Like Got the funk in the box. Yeah. yeah. Get the funk. <laughs> I'm in the funk. I'm in the box. <laughs> uh. It's like some 1970s band literally just came up with a concept, why can't black people go into space? Mm. And they were saying that there's all this... Um, Documentation of white people doing incredible things, but nothing with black people. Mm. So, George Clinton created this concept of actually let's send this huge collective of black musicians and artists into space and he said we're creating a soundtrack for that journey and that's what he's always labeled that music as as a soundtrack into space which is cool (laughs) and if you listen to it it's exactly what it sounds (laughs) like exactly that (laughs) it's like when you listen to mothership connection it's like literally i was like where is my virgin ticket into (laughs) space i don't know where richard branson is at because (laughs) i keep hearing like he wants to to do holidays to the moon doesn't he
0: Oh. he's probably making his, it so that his island can suddenly shoot up to the moon somehow like a thunderbird or something <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 that's yeah. it
2: yeah. Like have that. yeah. a nice long weekend mm. what did
0: you think of the uh, the new parliament album was it was it um, uh, mm. Medicaid yeah it's an interesting dog.
1: one for me because obviously George Clinton's been hinting for a couple of years like he's going into retirement and then he doesn't want to go into retirement um,
2: Hinton <laughs> Clinton yeah the mm. really
1: nice thing is right <laughs> it's like He works with his family a lot. So his grandchildren and in the band and stuff like that. So he's still got that family connection. It's like people that tour with him at the moment, majority of them are either a family friend or actually a family member of George Clinton's. (laughs) Yeah. Nepotism, yeah. That's that's cool. Because what he's trying to say now actually want to break away from that mm. but passing the bat yeah on yeah and the nice thing is flying lotus brain mm. feeder records um he's actually going to be doing a solo project oh wow so george clinton and flying lotus will be making an album oh okay cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah yeah that's Sweet. hot that press out there. yeah <laughs> definitely yeah. That. yeah but yeah so i mean
0: what about DJing itself? Like, what what was your first like DJing gig that you did?
1: Oh, um, it's probably like family party, and yeah. stuff like that. You know, it's just getting into it. There's like they'll give me a half hour slot, and yeah. I would always pester the DJ, yeah, some poor guy that's been hired, yeah. on it. And you know, we always have those. St- we go, stere- playing Those stereotypical like people. <laughs> yeah, literally, I was that person. I was like, please give me just half hour, please. I was yeah. begging. I was like, yeah. please, <laughs> can I just DJ for half hour? Always want to get involved somehow. Um, so yeah, I remember I got half hour and I was playing like the music I grew up with mm. and it was nice because obviously it was triggering
2: reactions Especially from the crowd. Yeah. yeah. If it was like a family thing and it was all your family that got you into that music. Yeah. So it, it's, it's giving them, you know, they're playing them familiar music. Exactly. And it's, it's, it yeah. Resonating with, with them,
1: yeah, and then it went on to just playing in pubs, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I played in Steamboat Tavern. Was that played, the first gig, you reckon? Um, probably one of my steamboat, first, yeah, either the Swan or the Steamboat. Yeah. I'm not sure, Classic. but I was in the Swan for a long while as a yeah. resident. Um, yeah, it was probably, <laughs> yeah, one of the first ones, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> last ones ben out. Ben Ma as well was, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, big, um. Imprint on that place in terms of DJing, mm. and he played such an eclectic mix mm. of music. Yeah, he still does. Um, he? But yeah, I DJed in there for a few years and then went off, did a few separate things. I've been all over really, um, played a couple of places, obviously, distilled on that at the moment, still for yes, public, yeah. and that's been cool because Luke gives me the freedom to play what I want to play yeah. as a DJ and he's so supportive and there's such a rarity now where you're in a venue and you feel like you're under a contract mm. like you've got a ball and chain on your foot and you've been yeah. told what to play Yeah, and so. that takes away the gimmick of DJing because mm. me as a DJ you create the atmosphere you create the mood you're not and really a jockey you're kind yeah. of
0: more getting dragged along behind exactly. the really, right? you're not Yeah, you're riding yeah. it yeah. Yeah. Just,
2: like I'm not from a world of DJing in terms of I've I've never been one to or until recently have never been one to go out and kind of my understanding for me growing up is DJs Mm. are the people at disco at your high school who put on the Mm. play agadu and stuff like that. (laughs) And it wasn't until (laughs) what year
1: were you born, Harley? (laughs) (laughs) Agadu. I don't know. (laughs) I'm still there. Again, I never listened to the music to those kind of things because
2: it wasn't my kind of music. Yeah. Uh, or it wasn't music that resonated with me and it wasn't until i did like a i think it was a a skateboarding competition or like it was an open day that i helped organize with Mm. feelings of skate park yeah and ben ma did a dj set and it was just amazing and i was like ah this is people who want to be djs this is what or people who are djs this is what they want to do yeah Mm." and this is the stuff that they're like would that have been sound waves does that be Suffolk Soundways, you think? It might have been something like yeah, that. Yeah, because it would have
0: had skating competitions as well. Yeah, right? yeah, I
2: think it. Yeah, it was a. It was it was with, with Felixo Skate Park once that so opened. It had some they bands did like there a. As well. Yes, I think they did. Yeah. I think they and might
0: have had Silk and Steel there as well. That would. That actually. sounds mm. about right. Yeah, there <laughs> were all those
2: guys were there if they weren't playing. Yeah. But it was yeah, it was great because it was just like understanding and like the, the seamless transition, and I learned a lot in that one day about where the skill is as a DJ. Yeah. yeah. You know, um and in in terms of like that skill like what kind of what kind of practice, what kind of hours do you put into that kind of set making and mm. and and how much of it is um pre-done it, it, or is yeah, it Yeah, how much dome? is in your head? Are you going to play this song, this song, this song? And how often, often do you do you if you do have that kind of plan, how mm. often do you veer off that track?
1: This is the thing. It's like, for me personally, I've always had this discussion with fellow DJs around the area. Mm -hmm. I never plan my set. Never. And that's just me. Um, There's DJs that are really meticulous about it and they'll Mm. go through their collection. They'll pick records to when they should play them, like doing certain points for the night, like those anchor points where you get the crowd back onto the dance floor and stuff like that, like the certain records. But to me, I will take records... Um that at a time I feel like, yeah okay, this would work, um but I don't know what order I'm going to play those records right, yeah, and that's mm. that's what makes it fun for me yeah. personally because I haven't planned anything it's literally me just following the crowd and their reaction, yeah. and I will play whenever it's right to play that record Definitely. you know and' yeah. that's what makes it exciting
0: that's what's good about having a big back catalog of knowledge um it's like with with the lockabilities you know we'll have like We've got five, six hundred songs now in the bank that we can just literally just call on if we yeah. need them there. Yeah. So if you're sitting there, because how much of a set do you think should be for, you know, tailored for the audience or literally just being like, I know what you want? does that make sense yeah because I mean you know obviously get people cut requests you know as a band yeah yeah. Harley gets that all the time and I get that all the time DJs just probably get it much more than we do the
1: interesting thing for me is they kind of leave final DJs alone so if you're playing turntables they know that I probably don't have their requests so they kind of leave it to it which is nice because people kind of like see it as a little bit of a novelty because there isn't many final DJs in It switch um yeah quite a few they're yeah. like what Who's what's like the <laughs> biggest idiot you've ever had come up to you um <laughs> oh too many it's um, me isn't it i <laughs> 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 got a George Benson <laughs> <laughs> no I've got George Clinton oh yeah that's yeah, the one yeah, yeah that's the one <laughs> but yeah but one of the um, funniest experiences for me it was actually um, this is a uh, true story and it cracks me up every time i retell it It was actually in the k bar and i was djing in there and i was doing a night with paul hobson and paul hobson is a wicked dj as well yeah. ph5 plays a lot of funk soul boogie hip-hop nice. and um we were just bouncing back and forth i was playing records and this woman come up to me and she goes um, um <laughs> what is it i'm trying to think of a record i was like i can see you're struggling you look like a (laughs) fish out of water please please tell me because this track is about to finish and i will play it if i've got it yeah and she was like "Uh, uh, um, i just just don't know what it is and i was like please hurry up i've literally got 10 seconds left on this track please 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 um she then turns around and blanks looks into my eyes she was like that's um jackson something i was like what Jackson? She's like is his name's Samuel. Samuel. I was like, you saying Samuel, Samuel Jackson? <laughs> I'd be like, don't start. And she was deadly <laughs> honest. She thought Samuel L. Jackson w- had a, a illustrious career as the King of Pop, <laughs> which okay. is which is crazy, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh Very similar personalities, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> but have you heard his his uh, version of Stackley though from Black Snake Moan? No. It's amazing. It's I need just, to, It's, I need it's Samuel Jackson it. just singing blue, dirty blues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got into it because Hot Tramp did a version of it, and then oh. uh, and it, and he was just like, "You gotta check this out," and it's, no, it's I... great. Samuel L. Jackson is just like, yeah, it's just like he's being Samuel L. Yeah, Jackson yeah. but singing. Exactly, it's, it's great. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's, there's yeah. Great. Yeah. it's great. It's worse when you know. I remember doing a a, a metal night at uh, at the Swan. Mm-hmm. I think it was just because I was doing a weekend and somebody pulled out, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." And I could tell the group, the crowd in there, were more metalheads, or you know, mm. to their classic rock and stuff. So I was like, all right, so I'll just play a bunch of Slipknot, Pantera, and stuff like this. And then somebody come up, we ah, got Mr. Brightside. <laughs> ah. No,
2: you're like no, no. no. Do you, I do, but no. <laughs> do, you, do you get people ask for stuff like Mr. Brightside, or, do, um, or is that well within realms answer. of? No. They know that you're a vinyl. They know that that's not. That's it, not your you, domain. You
1: get Ariana Grande and stuff like that oh, as a request on Final, yeah. which was hilarious. And vinyl, I, was like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think she <laughs> pressed <renewed> this <laughs> one yet. Like, I'm not sure yeah. she's even pressed on Final yet. Yeah. And that's the thing; it's just <laughs> I've I've got a limitation, and I think a lot of people do realise. Like when you're a Final collector, you mm. you can only take so much music with you because yeah. you'll get a hernia. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing people do not realise how heavy it is so you'll take a couple of boxes with you so many DJs are going to 45 records yeah. I'm crazy, still like one of the rare ones that's got crazy amount of 12s yeah, and stuff right. like that and I've got well you bought quite two of the Rube
0: Switch record for it fair, the other day but two, yeah. is it two of the same one or were you just you'd bought a double um, I'd buy doubles
1: because right. um, when play you find break. a break okay, okay. you yeah. extend the break you know it's yeah. so important so yeah it's just looking for doubles and it's, yeah, people were like, "Why? Well, yeah. You've got like four of the same record, I'm like,
2: why not?" Yeah, cause yeah. I know? just love that break. Yeah. And I want to go back and forward yeah, to between. Definitely, As, you know. I guess it's also the same sort of. It you know, vinyls aren't indestructible, mm. so you don't yeah, want to be at a gig exactly. with that song that you want to play, and there's you know, there's a scratch on it, or exactly. or worse. It do you reckon it's probably
0: the least destructible medium we have though? Because I remember tapes, you know, they get a bit hot, and they could get quite fingerprinty. Yeah, CDs scratch quite easily
2: I think you'd have to do well to like completely ruin a CD though. Yeah. yeah like the same kind of, uh, I've same kind of power I've ruined many <laughs> oh yeah mm. but you can't use a vinyl to fix your uh, wing mirror
0: uh, true, and you so, um, have done that with Rob like, Lewis yeah. Music Services. The stuff.
1: other reason why I've got so many plants in my room is a jungle. I've like, got wild chinchillas flying about somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like two cans in the corner. It's oh, Robert, Robert Williams <laughs> over there. It's <laughs> <Jumanji. laughs> But, yeah, literally, that's I use like it. halfway. Through yeah, it's great. I use it as shade because obviously during the heat of summer, yeah. they warp my records. Oh, it's a death okay. trap. Okay. It's like yeah. the heat during the summer just warps so many records, mm. and that's the thing. I do have to protect them and make Absolutely, sure man. And I've got a lot quite in storage and stuff like that in boxes just to protect them yeah. because yeah, I'm smart. like <laughs> I mean, just being
0: yeah. at the Ipswich record fair yeah. was great just because i'm I'm not a vinyl collector I do Mm. have vinyl I love vinyl but I couldn't class myself as a collector Uh, just being around people that are just audiophiles that absolutely just love the music Um, some of the some of the people there do create music but mm. a lot of them are just there because they are they're just empowered by it, exactly. which, is, which is great. I mean, even though when you got Ricky Ricky Flag, and uh, and John Adams there, just yeah. you know, like, you know, from Red Flag and from East Ham Pirates, still selling records. Yeah. You know, and they still love the music even though they're out there playing all the time. It just shows that there is no such thing as being sort of disenfranchised by something by doing it so Well, much. One, oh,
1: yeah. like one of the most interesting observations for me is how many punks are selling records. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. Chris Mortimer, for example. And he had a lot of Phil Collins. Like so. <laughs> yeah and obviously ricky is like their collections of music are so eclectic yeah, very eclectic yeah. and i bought most of my breaks on that day from ricky i was buying right, all yeah. my like second copies of 45 yeah. to buying like um isaac case um yeah. the theme from shaft and stuff like that just yeah beginning, that's it. all that that's the only bit i want but yeah it's just interesting that he had those records because mm. yeah yeah it's this is the thing it's like who the have thunk it yeah <laughs> that's what i want <laughs> but
0: we, we'll be making it out like that sort of most of your connection is with music has been you know through djing but obviously you promote a lot um, yeah. and, and you know you shout about local musicians a lot mm-hmm. as well but also you um you also help young people and you work with young people and and, mm-hmm. and you use your your knowledge of music to help them out with that mm-hmm. um can you tell us how you got into helping the sort of well helping the community really
1: <laughs> um <laughs> so i started in csv and csv used oh, to yeah. be the building yeah. on the corner of where portman, was portman road that's right. was. it yeah, yeah i remember um, that place yeah i was heavily involved in csv and right. i was one awesome. of the young people there and there was a project called um fee inspired um no fix XM. <laughs> i'm thinking of something else fee xm is right. the name of the project mm-hmm. um and the project was European-funded, but the really nice thing, we were working with a group of young people over in Belgium, right. and we were observing the kind of like resources they had on a media level, and they came over to the UK to see what we had. So right. we were doing <clears> skill-sharing, and we were working together and exchanging all this different knowledge, really, and um, they put me in control of journalism and radio. So I was doing right workshops... With an
0: ICR, used to work out, yeah, that yeah, well, yeah. He yeah. used to see,
1: yeah. DJ and present on you ICR, did have a show. yeah, and on IR radio yes, as well. Exactly. So, yeah, there's like I've been about <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and Idridge it? yeah. Hospital Radio was the first place where I ever.
2: Right, like okay, a show. cool,
1: yeah. yeah, because the nice thing about it was it's like it's built like a submarine when you walk down it, you're like, Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. Like, Within yeah. All the pipes. yeah. And um, it's a really interesting part of the hospital because there used to be like the um, radiotherapy and stuff like that. It's yeah. like really interesting, literal radio, and then <laughs> <laughs> I go it's got down, FM radio just yeah. Good, so. It's like radio, cool, cool, <laughs> it's, <like, laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, it's radio <really laughs> therapy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's like, it is went down and there's the second studio and they've got all the old tape decks and stuff Mm. like that and I learned that equipment and I wouldn't get that experience if I was to have done a... Mm. You Know what I mean? Like a trainee course through the BBC or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's it like true. really obsolete equipment, yes. And I've they trained me up on that.
0: But it's slap like happy equipment, I think we all have to learn on that. It's like with oh, the yeah. old PAs that we used to yeah. put on gigs with, you know, all about that. It's just like if you, if <laughs> you, you work if, with what you've got, yeah. Exactly. If you start off with the swankiest of the swank, then yeah. you just you only know how to use really good gear, <laughs> yeah, and you don't know how to make something bad sound good.
1: And this is the thing, it's like you problem solve a lot. As well, as like there used to be quite a few problems when it came to the recording process. Yes. Yeah, um, because it's obviously old equipment and yeah. it's yeah. lovely equipment, but I was just like we, we had it's a lot of hacks. Yeah. Um but that started my brain process, you know, yeah. I was actually problem solving on the spot. And yeah. it's so important For because like to. you say, when your equipment's that good and it doesn't Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just break yeah. down in front
2: of you, you're yeah. like, Oh I I can relax. That helps. Do you I think, mean, go on. I, I was working uh, last week with a guy called Chris Stone. He's a project manager for um, the Open Reach that I'm now doing as we speak. Hmm. Um, <laughs> he used to be uh, an engineer at Trident Studios. Um, the
0: nuclear program, right?
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he yeah he worked for quite a few different studios and uh, stuff like that. And he, he loved it because he was saying... They'd they'd get there at sort of half six, seven o'clock in the morning. Mm. They'd recorded their first track by eight, nine o'clock. Right. Like, they'd get so quick. Now, nowadays, you wouldn't have any of that kind of no, thing. No, you
0: wouldn't have finished, like, you know, miking up the hi-hat by that no, point. No, exactly. <laughs> Because
2: he said you had to work quick because people were b- paying by the hour. And it was a, you know, it was ex- a lot more expensive back then. Mm. So, you know, you do, you fix. And he was saying, you know, the, the stuff they used to do just to, get stuff to work and sound good and then they'd have that in their mind of yeah t- oh well okay well that worked last time I'll remember that for next time and I guess you're doing a lot of that kind of thing but oh it's all tape isn't it it's all the same kind mm, of mm, techniques mm. that he probably would have used back in the exactly. 70s exactly
1: and this is the thing is like obviously they had the turntables there and that's what really interested me because yeah. how right. many radio studios now take away their turntables was was yeah, that the right.
2: first turntable that you touched was that the first time you kind of had come in contact with that kind of right. Right. i
1: was pretty young it was like I, I got my first set of turntables when i was 16 right and they were cam series they were yeah. terrible but <laughs> yeah they did the job you know yeah. and um i learned how to dj on them and um yeah that was right. probably around that time a similar time when i started hospital radio as well so yeah mm. it was like
0: do you think uh, Quite working in the hospital in like made you a little bit more aware of people with mental health issues? And, and um, so I
1: realised how powerful music is in terms of recovery. You yeah. know, it's like yeah. obviously some of the areas we're going into is like people literally just came out of um, some pretty nasty operations, yeah. and the one thing they wanted was music. was music.
0: Well, I'd like to get onto that a bit more yeah. after yeah. we after we talk a little bit. About big music news,
2: okay well, I tell you what we'll do is yeah. uh we'll let's sit around silently for five seconds and then we'll cut in a little bit of music for the uh the for the listeners music. on the radio show yeah okay uh, uh, so this is a song <laughs> that was a song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we don't know what it is. so so then, then do you want to add the news jingle
2: yeah so let's add a news jingle <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally totally done in the moment mate. in the moment Blend music is officially going bankrupt big news so um Music. This is the news I got from Digital Music Spy and also from Music Business News um, worldwide. Um, they are uh, some great great sites for, for getting all your music industry news. So the news for News 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 is Pledge Music operated as a platform meant to channel fan contributions directly to artists. If everybody mm. who has not heard of Pledge Music knows what that is, it's crowdfunding basically. Um, I've used Kickstarter before. Uh, a lot of other people have used things like Patreon and stuff. Yes, but yeah. Pledge Music have been having some problems for a while. And we did report this on the show a little while I back. I
2: think this was December. Must I have been. be wrong. Uh, We were talking about um, people who haven't been paid uh, for their stuff that they've done. Completed projects as well. (laughs) Um, I had Amelia Quinn, a local artist, she pulled her Pledge Music campaign uh, because she didn't, she felt it wasn't, she didn't want her fans' money to be going Not to to her, exactly.
0: So the company's poor mismanagement, basically outright theft of fans' hard-earned cash, led Pledge Music to hoard artists' money to keep its sinking operation afloat. Uh, In a heartfelt letter, co-founder Benji Rogers admitted the the embattled British crowdfunding platform stole used artists... uh, stole slash used artists' Mm, (laughs) mm. uh, money to pay off debts, uh, a fact the company refused to disclose to fans and musicians before.
2: So they've been... They haven't really been very... uh, Honest. ...open with with where they're at, you know. No, exactly. Um,
0: Rogers and his team reportedly owe independent artists between $1 and $3 million. That's quite a bit. Accumulative. (sighs) Uh, This includes covering album recording costs, music video costs, and other expenditures. I mean, you know, it must be to do with tours. Some people do it to buy vans. Merchandise. Yes.
2: I'm sure there are many many bands as well that have kind of... They probably expecting that money to come in, have taken that money either out of their pockets or... Uh borrowed money with intent to sort of pay that back mm. Mm. and now they're not getting that money back which can get them into real trouble definitely uh, and not for their fault exactly sure.
0: right not their problem uh, the MU has been working with individual members who have had funds withheld on a case-to-case basis uh, members who have been affected have not yet been in touch are advised to get in contact with their regional office and the CMA so the uh, the completion of markets the competition and markets authority mm. so if listening to this you do you have had a problem with the pledge music get in touch with the MU or get in touch touch with the CMA. Yeah. Um there is there are things in place that can help you with this. I mean, have you ever used um uh, crowdfunding stuff before Dan?
1: Not really. I was nah. close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was um a weird um brain bob that happened a few years ago when yeah. I wanted to do a um world record and it was the longest Soul Train line and I got Amazing. all the permission um, and <laughs> nice. the council agreed it and then it got turned down and there's a waiting list and I didn't realise how long the waiting list was. Um, to be on the Soul you Train. You had to then pay a certain amount of money in order to put yourself forward in the queue. Oh and my I goodness. was Just like, I've only got to till play. July.
2: Um, oh, to get... Th- yeah. The funding would run out. This is the thing. Yeah. You
1: actually had to pay in order to get... The recognised officials from the uh, world record, it's that yeah, yeah, reasoning. yeah, and it's just a really long-winded list. And really obviously, annoying. I was like, "This is not worth it." I've
0: uh, <laughs> I've always ducked pledge music, more for the fact of because. Um, so I used Kickstarter before. And I thought, because it's a very wide platform-based yeah. thing, so there'd be people yeah. just funding games, films, mm. uh, art.
2: I bought some pedals, some you custom did. guitar pedals from there. Yes, yeah. did
0: Was yeah. it the f- the Fly or something? Uh, was the Game it? Changer. It Game was the,
2: changer. oh, what was it called? Plasma thing. Plasma. Game
0: yeah, Changer yeah. Plasma, yeah. But so that was, uh, I just thought, okay, if I'm on the, on the Kickstarter site, the music section isn't quite as convoluted because it's not specifically for music. But you know, they do take quite a big commission. Pledge music I've I've the only thing I've heard about them uh is after this uh bankruptcy scare. Um and just paying fast and loose with money that is not yours.
2: Yeah. It's
0: just um yeah. Yeah. Leave
2: that for the banks to do. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh burn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, money it's to burn. Fine. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah. Anyway, so uh, the, uh, the, you know, if you if you have had problems with this, please contact the CMA um, and let us know if you've had yeah, problems. We'd like to the hear story. your story. Happy Definitely. ones, sad ones. Yeah. Yes. I hope it's the happy ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we'd like <laughs> yeah. to
2: hear if anyone's you know managed to get their money back and exactly. uh, stuff like that. Good. We
1: even effectively, obviously, funded something that became really successful or something like yeah that. yeah, yeah. No, i would like that here.
2: there are some yeah. there are some great sort of great stories that have come out of those kind of things yeah yeah like a locker billy's album Is it a, yeah yeah uh. album <laughs> um amanda palmer as amanda well palmer? yeah, no yeah idea.
1: she's pretty much funded yeah. her career off um pledging yeah, so yeah members of the public will pledge yeah. and be a part of a creative journey as an artist, That's and good she's to know that, very so. transparent about yeah. the entire process and where money is going.
0: And is this day and age being able to be transparent is so much yeah. easier now, isn't it? Yes, you can just put it in your Insta, Insta story or on Twitter yeah. and things, yeah. and people can actually know what you're doing. You yeah. can do that on the on the websites as well, like on Kickstarter. You would be encouraged to sort of be updating people on it problem is it's not the best social media platform it's mm, you know mm, people aren't yeah. going back there and checking oh i wonder if anybody's liked my comment on kickstarter <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's people it yeah. on instagram nice. but yeah anyway on to on to different things so yeah. you you have so for the thing i thought about this morning jingle thought about this morning jingle <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> yes we uh, we thought it would be a very, very fitting thing to talk about music and mental health, and, yeah. and what you uh, yourself have done with mm-hmm. it, and and what you've experienced, and and how it's helped people in the past. Yeah. Um. What, what really uh, do you think about music is something that just helps to switch people back on sometimes? Um.
1: It, this is a the thing. There's genres of music. Um. Is our brains anyway they're so different Mm. there's like obviously there are people out there that have got really really indifferent opinions when it comes to my favourite bands and vice versa and that's Mm. what I find interesting like what actually makes you connected to that music and I'm not feeling the same connection and that's why I am so open to so many different genres because when i was at the hospital um we had such a diverse range of requests mm, I bet and of course, s- yeah. some of the requests were hilarious like yeah. um, i angel want to play angel of death by play... slayer yeah. yeah yeah like highway <laughs> to hell yeah, like man. literally i was like oh, my
2: god <laughs> you crowd. <like>, oh. <laughs> I, <was laughs> <like,
1: laughs> I was like mm, okay that's right like, yeah. all right yeah. it's like it's but so you could good. see like they got a sense of humor and i was like that's brilliant that's um great. but the interesting side of it um Was the fact that these people that were sitting in hospital, they were resulting more to listening to us on the radio than they were paying for a prescription on a TV. Mm. Yeah. We're still the only free service in the hospital. Right. And this is the thing. It's like hospitals across the UK anyway, radio is usually the only free service. So when you're in that hospital for a long period of time, you're literally paying £10 a week to get your TV. So yeah, that's £40 a month and then yeah. so on it it can collect to quite a yeah. bit of money and you have to pay for your phone line everything and if you're in so, a
2: hospital for that long you're not probably not going to be earning and exactly. so it makes it very yeah. hard for, yeah so yeah. we're there to obviously
1: to be a companion like anytime yeah. mm. and it's 24 7 it's like literally we all have shows that are going on throughout the night yeah um we will have request shows where people can call in. We also have specialist shows and I used to do a specialist show. So, so yes. I used to play like soul jazz um, on a Sunday and stuff Lovely. like that. And I recorded some nice. shows, but I used to work a lot with other radio DJs that mm. were on the station because I was interested in their commitment to just making the, the patient's mm. experience a hundred times better. Yeah. They were actually, it was like, they're in the hospital. We want to make it a hundred times yeah. better. That's the main
0: mission. That's a very good message to have because I mean, yeah. the, the thing of like getting into an industry, a lot of the time people are just they they don't get the bits between, uh, yeah. it, you know, from wanting to be a DJ and then being on six music or or, or on Ready exactly. one or something like that. You need to be doing those things where you help the community and you and you're and you're there, you know, learning the ropes from people. Um,
1: I think it grounds you as a person. You know, mm. when you have those experiences and you actually see it from another perspective. Mm. Um, it completely grounds you and um the interesting thing for me was as like a lot of the people that I was interested in in terms of radio presenting yeah. actually made the same trial that like they went yeah. into hospital radio what? or they went into pirate radio, they went radio caroline and stuff like that. It's very yeah. rootsy. Yeah. And yeah. I like that, like the fact that your training ground is in an area where you will mm. always have an audience, and that's the thing. True. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah you got a captive audience, yeah, and they're the most honest audience you'll get. Because that's it. If you piss somebody off at that hospital, <laughs> they will call you up straight <laughs> yeah. away. <They'll> yeah. be-
0: <sighs> well, I mean, um, Jenny Barton, a yes. friend of ours, um, a friend of the show, um, she uh, actually said it would be a good thing for us to talk about it and we've talked yeah. about it on the show before and just points of how much power you have as a music provider um to be able to to give people back something that uh, mm-hmm. when, especially with, with dementia sufferers yeah. Um, yeah i've had this in when i've played in old people's homes and and you know and, and sheltered accommodation that you somebody that will have not seen or, or spoken to anybody in months will suddenly have somebody there just in their room playing for them. Or, yeah. And and the the lucky thing that I have of playing 50s and 60s music is this is kind of the stuff that will a lot of the time trigger um, mm, yeah. sort of memories. A lot of the time they'll be like, oh, that song's awful. <laughs> I used to hate that when I was little. Please don't play <laughs> yeah, it. I'd be like, yeah. cool, so you remember something though. You know, exactly. Like you trigger some kind yeah, of memory yeah. there. Um, did you get a lot of calls like that with people sitting there going, oh, I remember this. Yeah, song and yeah, I you would, you it would,
1: and the really nice thing was is like, during some um, experiences I had with patients, it would always be like a trial run. So literally, I will play mm. one particular record and then trigger a memory of yeah. like that was my first dance. or so oh, be like, wow. yeah, yeah, and, and then that goes on to another song and stuff like that. And that's what I liked when I was going around the wards with other presenters was the fact that we saw that timeline happen in front of us Yeah, and
2: that's really really powerful your <laughs> mum has worked in yes she works in a, a, a residential home Many mm-hmm. years. yeah yeah and my uh, mum too yeah as it's uh, a yeah. it's a uh, I can imagine well from a lot of what say my friends and family say yeah. it's, it's a hard place to work but it's also very rewarding for those mm. reasons mm. I am um, as a slightly off topic thing point, right um, go on but I recently acquired some uh, new effects pedals. Right. And nice. I, I was really proud, so I took a picture and I just stuck it on Reddit. <laughs> and a guy commented saying, I remember when I for- bought that pedal brand new, he said, it was two days before Halloween. <laughs> I was playing on the Saturday of that weekend, and at that gig, I met a woman that I spent 20 years of my life with. <laughs> said, she's not around anymore, but I will never sell that pedal because it reminds me of the day that I met, or the weekend that I met my wife. There oh, you go. wow. And it's like, I mean, it's not so much music, but it's well, it's, yes. st- it's still those those triggering Created. memories. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I was I w- I said to him, I- I'm really happy that I could bring back that memory with that picture. Who yeah. is that um,
0: lovely guy that is a resident at your at your mum's gaff that has a guitar?
2: Oh yes, Do you remember I his name? I don't remember his name. Really
0: but yeah, but neither of us remember him. But <laughs> no. he has a he has a Gretsch, doesn't he? Yes. And he, uh, I I can't remember what um, was ailing him. But he did mm. have this kind of—he he couldn't quite use his fingers as what as you as, he, as yeah. he'd like to. His speech was kind of slurred, but um, it was the guitar that a lot of the time just kept mm, him yeah. there. And he, he was really passionate. It. Yeah, yeah. You set it up for him before. Yes, as yeah. Well. I never
2: met myself, but um, he was very uh, very thankful, and um, mm. you could tell that he That's had a lot well. of lot of love for this guitar because of like I say
0: like that double cutaway yes that's it that hollow body kind of thing that's yeah beautiful. was it a glitter finish yeah. was it like a no yeah. it was oh, like no. a cherry red that was yeah. it yeah like that but yeah, no, I keep I keep saying I'll go over there and give them some guitar lessons and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's just small things like that, that, you know, just practicing guitar. And, and like you say, I think uh, when you were talking about having an eclectic taste in music and, and being able to be open to different yeah, things, yeah. I think it has given you a lot more trigger points for down the line. If you, you know, yeah. if people like us do end up getting affected um, by dementia um, or Alzheimer's, that being open to so many different streams of music yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. that will, will actually make it a little bit easier for us to sort of grab that rope and get back to where exactly. we
2: were. Exactly,
0: okay? yeah. yeah. I think that's what we're there for sometimes yeah. in the community.
1: Well, this is the thing. It's like whenever you do feel a little bit low, it's like I've resolved to play music mm. and um, it doesn't take long at all for me to just suddenly snap. Mm. Yeah go back into a place where i'm like oh it's oh, fine <laughs> i'm yeah. okay now that's it. but this is this is your point like the fact that we're so eclectic and we have such a wide understanding of mm. music and we are open to it and this is the thing it's like there's so much music out there that's unexplored and that's what excites yeah. me and i yeah. think more more people should be like
0: even in this room i mean you so need to much. explore this room just to find <laughs> some of the records that yeah it's
1: yeah. so like we've got Afrobeat, we've got brazilian <laughs> we've got, <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna take a picture of stuff. your of
2: your uh, yeah, shelf and put it as my uh, desktop background. <laughs> it's great, yeah. yeah, yeah that's my literally
0: it's the best. But desktop. yeah, it's
1: like this is the thing: plants, mm. vinyl, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> good music. It. Yeah, nice. it's like I've got my turntables in my room and stuff like that. It's it's a great space. Most of the time, if the
0: I find that I have I'm having a bad day and I'm in a really crappy mood, a lot of the time it's because I haven't listened to any music and the house is too quiet.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Like or like, you know, I've been driving around and then I haven't had the radio on. And as soon as I put the radio on, I, I swear you just forget some of that stuff. Mm. And I think it just
2: gets you out of your head, doesn't it? Yeah. Spending too much time inside inside your head, you get a kind of weird like you get like a, a brain feedback. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you do. You, your brain go around in circles and stuff like that. You need something just to jolt it. Out of is that, that kind thing? of that, mm. that cycle, yeah, and, yeah. and give your your mind a bit of a direction, and you know, a song is a very linear yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I wish I'd brought some more figures because some of the 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 research that um, I did finding out about um, you know music and mental health from when Jenny yeah. requested we talk about it a while back was just so amazing, and just how how little um residential homes or, or charities have have how much how little money they have to actually plow into yeah. uh music services for for people to really see results better yeah. than so many other treatments yeah so yeah i think uh you know m- m- more more research into it i suppose <laughs> certainly
2: yeah hopefully mm. hopefully the future is uh, is looking bright for the for what what we can what we as musicians can do for other people and what music can yeah. continue to exactly. do exactly
1: it's like the the interesting thing for me was is like I I worked from two sides of the coin. I worked in education, I worked in um yeah, youth work, yeah, I walked in um to a little bit of mental health work as well. Mm-hmm. And the mm. interesting thing for for me was was how much is predominantly donations. Yeah. Because the fact that there was such a um level of commitment to that organisation where mm. we had to make such an effort in terms of community engagement yeah we had to connect to so many different businesses to Mm -hmm. so many different partners Mm. and we were doing skill shares and saying can you help us out can you help us paint and stuff like that and that was what I found interesting was how I was in a building and so much of it depended on actually mm. others helping us out yeah. and community effort, yeah just being kind right. yeah. you know Outreach. and that was incredible and when i worked as a youth worker mm. it was like one of the first things i looked into was obviously how can i get back into promoting music yeah of course and well you
0: did some really interesting stuff with 4 yp because i remember yeah. you doing big talks about certain genres of yeah, music yeah i did um how did they work well i mean you know so
1: me, I've I've always been interested in learning about the backgrounds of genres of music mm. and I was trying to connect it to what was happening and what was relevant mm. and obviously one of the most predominant issues in the area at the moment is obviously youth services being cut mm-hmm. and the fact that there were young people that were about and obviously it's just trying to find other avenues escapism and mm. obviously sometimes resulting to negative ways of actually mm. <laughs> yeah. dealing with that and it's my, inevitable sometimes, yeah, isn't yeah yeah and my perspective was i'm gonna do one on hip-hop because yeah. hip-hop to me as a genre of music is so powerful because when it was created it was created initially in the bronx in one of the highest yeah. crime areas in the whole of america yeah. and overnight when Music started to be recorded and pressed onto labels, right, mm. and
0: um crime levels
1: were going down yeah. yeah and even though it was still de- it was, still demonized yeah, though. It was yeah, yeah, yeah 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 it was still blacklisted it was literally <laughs> it was like, no, this music will always be seen in a really negative light, yeah. and that side of it is not taught. And there's so what, many people yeah, that we know yeah, from this, co- yeah.
0: from our community that if they didn't have music or they didn't have hip hop music, they would be on the wrong side of things. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And this is the thing. It's like,
0: that's why global village is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, um, Oh, wow, uh, you know, just all the, the CSP yeah. stuff and the, and, yeah. and, you know, and the, all the stuff that Angel does yeah. and with, the, with the, with the female, future female society. Mm, and mm. yeah, you know, all the people just sort of getting music instead of, Exactly. Yeah, and was it? Was it volunteering matters and stuff yeah, and all that yeah. thing, the CSV things. So yeah, I don't know. But we need need more of that. Certainly, especially Certainly. in those talks that you did. Mm. I'd, I'd love for some more of that to happen. So I yeah, guess we can, I'm we can trying to together, look for yeah.
1: another place because I'd like to do yeah. something like that. so right. yeah, yeah. Like you've got the If anyone on. is out there listening, yeah. in yeah. he's
2: got a contact. Help me out. Contact us. Yeah. We'll put you in yeah. contact with. We'll put your people in contact with his people. Yeah. Thank you. Your <laughs>
0: friends. Yeah. And my friends <laughs> and then we could be friends yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh yes is there something you want to plug before we sign off sir i know that you do have a gig coming up at the three uh, wise yes. monkeys i've soon. got a gig
1: in three wise monkeys it's with biggin in home it's jack Sunway's new band it's a trio and nice. they do jazz funk nice. hip hop fusion is is going to be nice and
2: is, is, is that with alex coons on guitar alex coons mm. on guitar might be involved yeah, yeah yeah
1: he's involved i'm trying to think of the third Tim Norman, the, my, I think it is. Oh, was yeah. on drums? Yeah. Yeah. I could be wrong, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I mean, those guys yeah. work
2: together a lot. So, um, yeah. and it, that's yeah. the thing is like, I
1: know Jack's son away for a long while, and he's a amazing musician. Great I played with and him yeah. on the uh, great girls taste of the of music stuff. as well. He's yeah, one yeah. of those people that will come up, and I'll be like, ah. A decent request. You'll walk in and be like, can you play Jill Scott? You Golden?" you
0: Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, yeah. Uh, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Um, awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting us in your, into you. your yeah, beautiful, man. beautiful home. No problem. Um, and Thank you for doing what you do and just keep doing it, my
1: friend. Thank you. Oh uh, Yeah, date. I didn't say the date, did I? Oh, yeah, I? when is it? It is... June 8th.
2: June, June 8th. 8th, awesome. Yeah. through okay. words monkeys yeah. in Ipswich. Sweet. Is there any dates that you want to plug, Josh?
0: Uh, I suppose this weekend coming up, if I'm uh, actually... Yeah. If we're talking about the future. Yeah. I am in uh, Rattlesden at the Five Bells on Saturday. I am at the Kingshead and Stutton on Friday... And on the Sunday I am actually at the salutation doing a Josh Locke solo show. Oh nice. Three till five. So great. so I've got the Lockerbiddy's Friday, Saturday and solo stuff on Sunday. So if anybody can make that, that'd be great. What about nice. you, Harley?
2: I've got a triple attack mm. uh from uh the chart boys. Okay. Uh nice. and a girl.
0: Bring a defibrillator.
2: Mm-hmm. Ooh <laughs> Um, so I on the Friday I will be playing at um I can't remember the name of the event. Party on the Pitch, there we go. Oh, the pitch, party girl. on the Pitch, Party on the Pitch, at uh, in London. Um, oh, right, okay. Oh, yes. Uh, yep, that's on the uh, uh, 24th. Is it Six Medium or is it wickham Market? It could be Wickham Market. It's wickham Market. It's wickham Market. Wicke Market. Mm. It's all around that area. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also at the Half Moon uh, on the Saturday, on the 25th. Uh, oh, nice. This is a uh, 60th birthday party. However... They're open to everyone. They're they're, that's, they're that's keeping it open because they don't nice. they, they, want, yeah. they don't want to be turned away my from people. an evening of music. So <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll be doing that. Also on the 26th on the Sunday we are going to be playing at Trinity Sports and Social Club. Uh They've got their beer festival, I believe. Oh, It's getting to be messy. that season. And yeah, uh, and we're going to be joined by Bronwyn from Under the Sky for that date, and Nick Keeble. No, oh, amazing. No, Andy Bartlett on guitar for Bartlett, that one. Cool. Nice. So, uh,
0: so it'll be. Three three thirds no three fifths of Schubert dip,
2: yeah. <laughs> three fifths of Schubert dip, one half of chart attack, <laughs> a quarter of
0: uh, a spoonful of sugar,
2: and half of mementos. Great, <laughs> nice. that actually
0: sounds like a science experiment, willing to waiting to happen. And you can like see it blown go up coke up bottle. In the air, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't drink too much
2: coke at the Trinity Beer Festival because it's a beer festival so that yeah. is a thing for yeah. Trinity. They so do kids.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you very much for having us, Dan. Um, thank you. Yes. Uh, thanks it's for great. listening. Uh, we've been the Harley and Josh show. Please check us out on iTunes, Spotify. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not sure if we're on Spotify, actually. We are we're not on, on Spotify. iTunes but uh, probably soon because but po- Google are buying well. everything. We're on Google Podcasts, we yep. mm-hmm. uh, or on YouTube. Please give us a subscribe. If you like the show, let us know what you'd like us to discuss on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh Thanks yeah. And we
2: might actually Thank be you. here next week in what? the in the present actual uh, flesh <gasps> and past. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Cool. See you guys next week. Peace out. Bye. Peace out. Thanks everyone for listening to today's show. Uh, we really appreciate it. Even though we couldn't be there live, we still want to hear what you have to say. So please do comment, email uh, everything on our social media um, at Harley C and at Lockabillies on Twitter, or email Harley and joshua at gmail.com, as well as all our Facebook pages and all of that it's bank holiday next week so we don't really know what we want to do uh, but we will know if you guys have any suggestions of anything cool that we could be doing uh the radio show station won't be open so we'll be doing some more social media based thing but we can do some question and answer or anything like that so if you have any questions to ask uh myself or josh or just about general musician stuff um anything like that uh sharing our experiences or anything on those lines uh we want to um Uh, know what you guys have got to ask Um, so please do send them in, it would be great to hear what kind of weird and wonderful questions you might uh, come up with Um, but thank you very much for listening to today's show uh, and we'll hopefully see you somewhere next week thank you very much for listening bye